Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. The money you make is a direct correlation to the value you provide. So for me, it's always you have to solve some problem to get extraordinary returns. Best ever listeners, before we jump into today's episode, for all my fix and flippers out there, are your financing costs eating away at your bottom line? And are you looking for a way to increase your overall profits by lowering your loan payments to the bank or maybe your private lender? Well, our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, you know Patch of Land, they've been on the show, representatives of their company have been on the show many times, they've been a sponsor of this show many, many times, they're back for more because they love you and they love working with the best ever listeners and they've got an interesting point of view on interest rates and that is that it's the interest rates that we are quoted shouldn't necessarily be taken at face value because perhaps a higher interest rate could actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan and they have a white paper on how that is possible and how that can be applied to your fix and flip business to help your bottom line get more profitable and to help you choose the best uh, lender for your financing needs. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless, and they've got a white paper for you, and it will walk you through the way to evaluate interest rates in terms in general on your loan so that you truly are getting the best interest rate. Because there are some tricky things some lenders try to do to um, glaze over the fact that their lower interest rate, quote unquote, is actually higher based on some technical things that they put into it. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless and get that white paper so that you can save money on your fix and flip projects. Patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluff. With us today, James Kandasamy. How you doing, James? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, my pleasure. And glad you're doing well. And of course, I'd love to have you here because you are closing on large deals and you're doing apartments. And well, selfishly, I want to learn more about what you're doing. And I'm sure a lot of the best ever listeners do as well. A little bit about James. He is the owner of Achieve Investment Group which is a multifamily sponsor owning 340 units in Central Texas with a focus of value-add deals. 
and you can say hi to him and learn more about his company at his company's website, which is in the show notes. You can just click that. He's based in Austin, Texas. So with that being said, James, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Absolutely. So we started, we means me and my wife, we started single family houses. We bought 13 houses starting from 2013. We bought uh, two, 13 houses within two years, build up almost uh, 400 equity, which resulted in more than 30% cash and cash return and more than 500% equity capture. And then before moving on to multifamily in 2015, almost to the end of 2015. So we're focusing a lot on class B and C value add. We basically syndicators, which means we raise money from private investors and our focus market area right now is in uh, San Antonio, and that's where all our deals are. And up to now, we have bought like 45 units in South San Antonio, 174 units and 115 units, which was recently closed, maybe like two or three months from now. Mm-hmm. And the 45 units, we, when we bought it, the value which we bought was 35 a door, and then it went up to 58000 a door within 12 months of operation. And we were able to refinance almost 110% into a long-term Freddie Mac loan. And that deal, just because of we refinance very quickly within one year, and then we still expect to continue paying double-digit returns to our investors, the IRS expected to be above more than 40% for wow. past five years investment cycle. The second deal we bought is 174 units. This is in San Antonio as well. We bought it at 39 a door. It was appraised more than 1 million on day one of closing. And we put in rehab almost 9,000 per door for this property. It's a deep value add. The property looks really good. The bones are really good. And current valuation after 11 months of operations, keep in mind, we bought it at 39 a door. Right now, after 11 months, it's almost 72 per door. Wow. And you're all in about a little under 50. Correct. What do you mean 50? 50,000 a door. You said 39 a door you bought and put 9K into it a door. Oh, yes. yes, So you're roughly almost 50,000 a door into it and it's worth 72 a door. Exactly. And uh, right now we are looking at refinancing that property. It's coming soon. And the other interesting fact in this deal was once we bought it, the occupancy dropped like from 89% to 77%. I mean, that happens a lot in the deep value add space. And we brought it up within six months. We brought it up from 77% to 90%. It's a lot of hard work going in, a lot of rehab, a lot of turning around the properties. You said 77% to 90% occupancy? Yes. And that's the 174 unit? 174 units. That's the physical occupancy. Physical occupancy. Okay. You said it was a deep value add. You stressed the deep part. What does that mean exactly? Well, value add, there's two types of value add. One is you buy a cash flowing property and then as the tenants turn around, you basically go and rehab the interiors and you bring up the rent, right? Whereas in deep value add, buy almost a distressed property and then you start changing the interior units very quickly. You're doing exterior rehab very quickly and you're also changing the demographic of the tenants. And usually on the normal value add, you probably put in like 3000 a door, maybe 5000 a door, but when it goes to deep, it can go up to like more than 5000 to 20000 per door. So in this case, we spend like 9000 a door, which is quite significant uh, for that property. Where are you at from a timeline standpoint with the 174 units? We are 11 months into the okay. operation. Yep, correct. 11 months into it. 
You bought at thirty nine thousand a door. It's in San Antonio. You're rehabbing about nine thousand a door. How did you find the property? Both of my first two property were bought directly from the sellers. So we use our own strategy to get in touch with the sellers and work directly with them. And that's the primary point on why we're able to get at a good price per door. Oh wow! So how do you do that? The way we do it is basically we look at the rent roll of all the property owners from websites like the BCAT,、uh, which is the、uh, county tax website, and also there's another website called Listsource, where you can basically go and download all the property information, and then you have to do a skip tracing to find the owners. And once you do skip tracing, you basically try to contact them using mailing, using cold calling, using texting. And it's a lot of work, but the amount of work gives you some of the best deals, right? I think in this hot market, it's just so hard to hope on brokers to bring you deals because brokers do have fiduciary responsibility to make sure that they get the highest price for the sellers as well.、Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of sellers out there who have other problems that they do not want to bring it to market. Like these two deals, I mean, the sellers didn't want to go to brokers, and they were able to trust me because I build relationship with them. Once you do enough marketing, you build relationship with them, and they are able to trust you, and they able to allow you to buy it at a good price. As far as the owner goes in this situation, you walked us through the process for how you track them down. But then, do you remember if it was a phone call or a text? It was a text. Yes, correct. It's text. And what did your text say? The text say basically, "Hi, I'm a permanent investor in this region, basically Central Texas, and I saw your property at X Y Z, and I'm interested in buying it. And you can sell it direct to me without any broker's commission. Would you like to talk further?"、Mm. And that's a very expensive tax because you get really good deals with that tax. <laughs> <laughs> What did they text back? They would say, "Why not you talk to this guy?" So you would have sent maybe five hundred over tags, and you might get less than one percent response. But within that one percent, you might have a zero point one percent acceptance ratio, and you're able to. Basically, work on that deal from that point on. But apart from immediate response, you also build relationship with these people. Sometimes they do come and ask you a bit more details about you, and they may say they are not selling right now. They may say they are not selling, but at least you know you have the contact of that seller, and you're able to follow up from time to time. So the key to off-market strategy is basically persistence in following up and consistency in contacting them. A lot of people try to do this on their own, and they do it once and they forget about it. However, the market is getting hot. A lot of sellers who want to sell off-market are also having trouble buying a replacement property, even though they want to sell it to people like me at a good price. But they're having difficulty in buying the next property. So. That's a problem right now, but I think if you hustle and be persistent in your approach, we should be able to find a ton of good deals over there. What was the reason why the seller of the 174 units didn't go to a broker? Well, that's a good question. The reason they didn't want to go to a broker because they have a partnership issue within the seller and his partner. So, one partner want to sell, and the other partner didn't want to sell. So, the partner who want to sell 
has relationship with me and he was trying to force the other partner to sell through me rather than bringing it to the market. So basically they trust me and they want to get it over with and they just were comfortable enough to sell it to me. And keep in mind, I bought it at a 6% cap rate. When I bought it at 39 a door, it just badly mismanaged property, even though it's one of the largest property management company. It was mismanaged and I bought it at a market cap rate at 6%. But within 11 months, the cap rate from 6%, uh, we increased the cap rate to 12%. And right now we are working on a refinance at a 6% market cap rate again. So the market didn't compress. It's Mm -hmm. just the value you you just increase the building equity. Because of that, because a lot of people get caught up with the going in cap rate. But in your case, it doesn't sound like you did because that was just how they were operating it, not necessarily how you were operating it. So how important are cap rates to you when you initially evaluate a property? It's not important at all. I was looking at a 3% cap rate deal a few days back and I thought it was an awesome deal. Mm -hmm. And people get caught up with cap rate just because they're looking at Actually, I'm not sure what you're looking at. Entry. <laughs> <laughs> the entry cap rate really doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't matter. I'd rather buy a low cap rate property with a low price per door versus a high price per door at a market cap rate because I know most of the time, in fact, a lot of properties have property management issues. And my wife and I, we do A to Z, we do property management, we do general construction, and we also do asset management. So we know once we go in, we can run the property at highest efficiency. So we know we can fix it and bring it up to the normal property management standards. So we don't really care about the entry cap rate, even though it's 3%, it's 2%, it doesn't matter, as long as the price is not ridiculous. There are a lot of sellers which put very high price on low cap rate that doesn't make sense but there are some realistic sellers who knows that they have to sell at a lower price per door just because the income is low for that property Mm -hmm. it's fascinating that you're getting these deals through your own persistence and being consistent about it so let's dig into that a little bit more what does that mean exactly as terms of how frequently you're doing Outreach. Can you just help us understand how much you're doing and what you're doing? Basically, what we do is we do a marketing campaign, right? Using mailing, right? So the way I was doing it, I was doing it every six months because every time I get a deal and I slow down and because we do end-to-end, we do property management, we do rehab. So I don't do anything for the next six months until I'm out of deal and I start doing again. So I know that is not an efficient model. I think the best model would be every three months, you should send out some mailing, some touches to the sellers. And in that perspective, they'll be always touched by you. And it's all about timing, right? On when they want to sell. And this is the same strategy that the wholesalers and all the commercial brokers are using. So I'm just cutting the middleman in between and I'm going direct to them. And as I say, it's a lot of work, but you get some of the best deals out there. What would be some suggestions you have for people who are going to start trying to find off-market deals in whatever city they're in, in terms of a process? I think in terms of a process, if they can start with identifying the target area that they want to look at, and if they want to 
basically once they identify the target area, they have to identify the classes, which class B and C. And third of all is they have to go to these websites where you can download LLCs of all the owners that meets that criteria. Primarily, you want to look at property which is more than five years being owned. And you can do that in some of the websites, like, for example, Source or Prospect Now. You can do that from there. Because most of the time, the sellers who are selling the property within the past two years or three years, they didn't build enough equity to give you a good deal. But owners who has the property for more than five years, you know, they may have bought it at 15 a door or 20 a door, but they don't mind selling it to you at a 40 a door because for them it's a good deal, even though the mm-hmm. market is at 50 a door, right? So you want to screen out all the people that didn't sell for the past five years and focus on them and start mailing them. But to get to the right seller, because most of the LLCs has contacts of property management company or has contacts of the LLC, you know, it should be some office suite. So to find the right seller's contact, you want to do skip tracing. You know, you can use LexisNexis or TLO to find the owners. And then from there, you want to start marketing to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the process. How much is it to do skip tracing through LexisNexis or TLO? I believe LexisNexis is a monthly subscription. I believe it's like 700 per month. I didn't use Se- LexisNexis. $700 per month? Yes, correct. Yeah, that's, it's not it's not cheap. That's that's a chunk of money. It's a chunk of money, but you know when you're playing in the commercial space where you're making millions of dollars, mm-hmm. uh, it's okay to spend that money. Yep. Right. <laughs> yep. And for TLO, it's a bit hard to get into these two systems just because there's a lot of requirements. TLO, it's $1 per search, but you have to be really good at it. It takes a few months for you to be really good at it and you have to identify who's the owner. And once you start marketing, you will know that, oh, you made a mistake. You shouldn't have seen this result. You should see the other results. And it's a hit and miss, but it's the best way to find the direct owners. And as I said, the response rate and the success rate is really, really low. But I think it's the best way for a newbie to start. Most of the brokers are not going to take your calls, are not going to listen to a newbie who have never done deals because the market is so hard. Even the experienced guys are finding it hard to find good deals, right? Mm-hmm. So for the newbies, I think that's the best way. You, know, you have to hustle and be persistent in finding your own deals. Once you do at least one deal, then you will be in a credible page with the brokers and they'll be more than happy to send you more deals. So my first two deals, I did it with the communication direct with the sellers. My third deal, I bought it from a broker. Okay. I want to talk about the third deal, but before we do on the first deal, the 45 units, why didn't they go through a broker? Because they ended up going with you off market. Oh, that's a good question. I guess they probably wanted to save the broker's commission. They wanted a price for that deal and I gave them the price and they were happy with the price and we just go ahead and do it, right? So I don't see any other reason on why did they sell it. In fact, the seller in the first call with me and the guy who was working with me and he had some kind of agent who working with me, he told directly on the phone call, he said, actually, I'm not sure why I'm selling it to you, but... <laughs> I, I never thought about selling, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, I don't know. He said it that, and I was thinking, it's not like you can send email or send mail or send cold calling and you're going to get a deal. You have to have many other things, right? You have to have marketing strategy. You have to have listening skills. You have to have empathy. 
you have to be able to build trust with people. That's the whole sales process, I guess. But mm-hmm. I've never done sales, but you build that relationship and they are willing to sell it to you. Huh. Now your latest deal. Can you tell us about that? So the latest deals is 115 units. It's a fully rehabbed property. I bought it from a broker and I bought it at 44 a dog, which is a really good price for this deal because when we bought it, we put in what a 1.8 million and it was appraised at around 1.1 million more when we bought it. We just captured the equity 60% at closing on day one. So we bought it at a really good price. So we bought the property and it went under contract a few times and it dropped out of contract. Many investors looked at this deal and they did not pursue it because the problem with this property is fully rehabbed, it's very clean, fully rehabbed interior, exterior, but there's a problem with the parking space shortage. There's only like 1.06 parking ratio because this property was built in 1965. At that time, people didn't have two cars in their household. So they had a shortage on parking. So the way I did this deal, so I always believe either you'll be the first one, which is basically through direct marketing, you'll be the first one or you'll be the last one. So this property was on market for two months and nobody really looked at it. And I just sent a mail to the broker. I say, is anybody looking at this deal? They said, no, <laughs> he's also not marketing it, but it is on the website. Anybody can go and see. And I give them a very aggressive price. I said, if you give me this price, I'll buy it. And I give them like two weeks feasibility, which is very, very short, but I know I can do it within two weeks, but I give them really good terms. And what I did on the other hand is I look at the land beside this apartment, which allows me to build a additional parking lot and we contacted that landowner and we put the land under contract for another 300,000. Wow. So we basically have a solution. There's two different assets side by side. And we took a huge risk in this case. We bought the apartment, put it under contract, and we also put the land under contract. And we said, let's do it, right? And the apartment seller was very clear. I don't want to know anything about the land. It's your problem. I don't want my contract to be contingent on that contract. And the land person really didn't care because they didn't see the land for past 20 years. So mm-hmm. they were okay to sell it off. So basically we bought these two assets. The apartment was bought at 44 a door and the land was bought like 300,000 and we're going to build an additional parking lot. But we have to go through a lot of replat and rezone process, which we are going through with the city right now. All seems to be really good right now. And the other problem with this deal was it was always 80% for the past five years. The occupancy has been always 80% and nobody can solve this problem. And we closed on this deal three months ago. And right now we had 91%. Wow. And with the strong economic occupancy? With a strong economic occupancy, absolutely. And the reason when we visited this property, we basically go to the office and by experience, you can see how much marketing is being done by the current property management, right? So there was zero marketing because there's no phone calls coming in. And this property was also nearby to my 174 units. So I know in my 174 units, the phone keep on ringing because we do a lot of marketing to lease up as quickly as possible. So we know there's a management problem in this 115 units. So I know that and I know there's a parking problem. So we can solve that. So right now we're going through the process of replat and rezone and we're going to do some construction to be like 35 parking spot to solve the parking issues there. 
What is your best real estate investing advice ever? The money you make is a direct correlation to the value you provide. So for me, it's always you have to solve some problem to get extraordinary returns. So if you are doing a deal which is stabilized, you may get a good deal, but you'll get much better deal if there's a problem in that deal and you're able to solve it. So that's the reason I really like deep value add or properties where people do not want to touch. It's more risky for them. But I think for me, the upside is very, very important because with that upside, I'm not really depending on the market appreciation. I'm basically just realizing that upside just by Mm -hmm. fixing the management of just increasing the rent to the market rent. And always do what you call a buy, rehab, rehand, refinance and repeat strategy. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's where you make the most money. So I always buy deals with potential upside. Always be the first one or the last one to look at a deal. I almost always avoid market advertised deals because there's too much bidding war going and you're probably overpaying at the end. Even though you win the bidding war, <laughs> you're probably the guy who paid the most. for the- You win the battle, but you lose the war. <laughs> yeah, correct. In a strong market like right now, like in Austin and Dallas, the market is so strong. You don't have to have a lot of property management skill or you don't have to have a very strong property management company because the market itself is swinging you up in terms of rent increase. But it's not going to be all the time. When market turn around, you have to have that some kind of buffer to make sure that you take care of the returns. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Today's sponsor, Patch of Land, has got the document for you that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper. They show you how a higher interest rate can actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan. And conversely, how a lower interest rate could deliver a higher cost to your fix and flip loan. Needless to say, you got to know this stuff to identify the best loan terms. Go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Get this document, patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. The Corporate Investor Podcast is geared towards successful corporate employees with high income jobs looking to create a second stream of income. You'll hear from successful real estate investors on the show as they describe how they got started investing while working their full-time corporate job. Listen and subscribe at thecorporateinvestor.com. That's thecorporateinvestor.com. Best ever book you've read? Think and Grow Rich. It's all in the mindset. Best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I've done, my 115 units. We bought it at a really good price. We stabilized it within three months. We captured 60% of our equity on day one of closing. And there's not much work in that property. But with the addition of the land, it's going to be increasing the value manifold. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? The mistake, I think in the beginning before my first deal where I went into contract was single family home. I didn't have any mentor or no, I didn't have any education. So I was doing a comp of a property and I know that the comps of single family home need to be done by the surrounding property. So I could not get the value I want on paper and I use a button to evaluate the comps on square footage and oh, okay, this property is bigger. It's going to give me a lot more money. So it's basically a mistake in doing wrong comps for appraisal. 
So I always make sure that I be very diligent in doing any comps in terms of rents for my multifamily and in my single family home, which I was doing previously. I always make sure that I look at the comps very, very carefully. Best ever way you like to give back? We give back 10% of our earnings to Orphan Life International. It's an education for orphans in Africa. So currently we are sponsoring 150 children for the education. Uh, these are orphans in Africa. I think it's Liberia and Kenya on a monthly basis. So that gives us joy. And also I do coach and mentor aspiring new syndicators to find deals. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? I can be reached at James at Achieve Investment Group. Achieve as, as though you're achieving a goal, A-C-H-I-E-V-E, James at Achieve Investment Group. And you can go and to my website at achieveinvestmentgroup.com. Very impressive. And I love how you got into the details with us on how you're finding these deals. That's a number one challenge a lot of people have, myself included, finding good deals right now. And you just walked us through in detail how you're doing it and even told us a text message that you wrote that's been effective. So really grateful for that. I know best ever listeners are going to get a lot of value from our conversation. I know this is the first podcast interview that you've done and boy, you nailed it. You added a lot of value and thank you for that. So I hope you have a best ever day. I appreciate you spending some time with us and we'll talk to you soon. Sure. Thank you, Joe. The Corporate Investor Podcast is geared towards successful corporate employees with high-income jobs looking to create a second stream of income. You'll hear from successful real estate investors on the show as they describe how they got started investing while working their full-time corporate job. Listen and subscribe at thecorporateinvestor.com. That's thecorporateinvestor.com.